match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Jesus and Insanity Podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee! Hatch, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people? <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> I really love doing as you can motherfucking be see, man. What's up with y'all? I'm hoping they're looking good, feeling good, staying safe, man. It's a whole lot of shit going on in churches, man. I tell you that each and every motherfucking week. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in joining the conversation, man. No matter if it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio, Mac, Anchor, if you're watching on the OG Hash uh, TV YouTube channel, what up? Ring that bell, drop a comment, drop a like, all that good shit the YouTubers say. No matter how you support the podcast, I fuck with you, man. It's keep this empire break by motherfucking me break. The grind don't motherfucking stop, man. As you can see at the bottom of your motherfucking screen, we are on the grinding 100 episode 90 motherfucking six for your head tops. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. We almost didn't get in this motherfucker, bro. I don't know if I can hear it in my voice. I'm not feeling the best. I don't know if it's a little common cold or what. I'm just not feeling the best. Their energy is all fucked up. Been having the sniffles and shit like that all motherfucking day. Could be the allergies. Could be nigga got a little common cold. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it's been beating my ass all motherfucking day, bro. I got to be honest with you. Uh, we dare didn't come in here. Uh, but I thought to myself, you know, a couple weeks back, I took a week off just because I didn't want to come in here with a bullshit episode. Didn't feel like there was too much going on in the news. Um, and I kind of felt like if I took another week off, I'll be slacking on the grind. <laughs> I'll be slacking on the motherfucking grind, man. And me personally, I think we're getting way too close to episode 100 to start having these lapses in the grind and shit like that. So I wanted to make sure I came in here and got something on wax for you guys put out for this week. Um, this episode would not be long. I can tell you that shit right now. <laughs> I can tell you that shit right fucking now, buddy. But I do want to make sure I come in here and, you know, do something for you guys. Uh, you know, I will say this. You know, these last couple of weeks, I've been having some technical difficulties. <laughs> I don't know if you guys been following me on my social media on, at um, OG Hash on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, I had a revelation. <laughs> you know, it took me 90, 90, what, three, 94 episodes into doing this podcast shit. To realize I had my camera on a real shaky uh, surface that it was literally just bouncing all over the motherfucking place, bro. And I really hated that shit while I was doing, you know, editing and things of that nature. I never realized I can just put my camera on on top of my fucking ring lights and shit like that to stop the shaking and stuff like that. Simple, right? <laughs> Simple, right? It, it took me 93 episodes to figure that shit the fuck out. So as we got that taken care of, last week I came into this motherfucking record a whole episode with you guys and didn't even know my fucking mic was off. Luckily, the audio was picked up throughout from, uh, from the camera and things of like that nature, so we still was able to get that episode out without any issues or anything like that. Uh, anything that you guys would notice on you guys' end. Um, but these last couple weeks, I've been all over the fucking place. <laughs> um, so I do want to say shout out to all the friends of the show, you know what I'm saying, that's been tapped into the conversation, man, who... Who haven't been giving me such a fucking hard time 
on those clear and obvious fuck ups. You know what I'm saying? We all, I guess we all understand that this is a growing platform. Mistakes will be made, you know what I'm saying, till I get this shit perfect and how I really want it to look. Um, but look and sound, I should say. But I do want to shout to y'all for not getting on my ass about those clear and obvious fuck ups. <laughs> so I want to shout to y'all once again, man, for, for, for being some real motherfucking true friends to the motherfucking show. Um, like I said, man, this episode not gonna be that long. You know, I want to make sure I came in here and do a uh, mental health check. Um, just because you know, th- this podcast, I never want to get never want this podcast to get too far away from the uh, the actual essence of the motherfucking show, which is the audio journal for myself to help me get shit off my chest and help motherfuckers um dive into it and get another perspective of, of me. You know, some things that they probably don't see on the air on, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, people who are um, at one point who was afraid to come up and talk to me and things of that nature. The podcast was made so they can go in and see, okay, this nigga is just like me, think like me, talk like me, act like me, and all that good shit. We got a lot in common. I never want the podcast to truly get too far away from that. Yeah, I come here and talk about the pop culture shit. You know what I'm saying? Everything that's going on in the news and what's going on around me and stuff like that. But I always want to make sure I come on this platform and make sure it's, it's a uh, it's a one-way ticket of getting to know Hatch. You know what I'm saying? I never want to be confused. Any confusion um, from me and the audience of who, what type of person I truly motherfucking am. Um, and also, you know, friends of the show have lately been letting me know that they truly appreciate these portions of the episodes or these episodes like this to where they really just understand where I'm at in my headspace. You know, in real time type shit. Because these once I uh, record these episodes, they come out the very next day. So everything I'm saying right now and what you guys hear is truly how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, none of these episodes are, you know, on some on some evergreen episode type shit where they come out weeks later and things of that nature. Even the fucking uh, the guest appearances, they come on. I edit that shit out. And we get that shit out the next day if it's not recorded. Probably two or three days in advance at the most. So. um I wanted to make sure I got back in touch with that, you know, since the friends of show let me know that they truly appreciate um, these these type of episodes and things like that. Um, since it's, it's going to be a very short episode, I want to make sure I at least gave you guys a a, uh, a glimpse into my life and where I'm at right now. Um, so on a mental health check, you know what I'm saying? Scale of one to ten, how am I doing physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, all that good shit. You know, I will honestly say, honestly, I, on a scale of one to ten, I'm probably at a, I'm at a, I'm at, a, I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. I'm not gonna lie to you. Everything is pretty fucking good. I will say I'm in I'm in a better space than I have been, you know, in the last couple months. Damn near close to a year, to be quite honest with you. Um, last couple years, two years, honestly, uh, has been all over the place with uh, with my emotions, uh, financial stability, everything. These last two years has been fucking crazy. Now I'm not trying to say it, you know because of the pandemic and shit like that. Really, the pandemic really has nothing to do with it. Obviously, you can blame the pandemic on the prices and shit like gas and groceries and shit like that now. But like for the most part, the pandemic truly never had a, a huge impact on my life. Of course, we you know lost loves and things of that nature. But the pandemic never truly had a stranglehold on my fucking life. I truly was thriving through it. Um, but emotionally, financially and things of that nature, shit been up and down. And I've always been a person to let those things try to get the best of me. If I was broke as a motherfucker, you knew I was broke in the motherfucker. <laughs> you knew I was broke in the motherfucker if I truly was broke in the motherfucker. Attitude was all over the place. Wasn't shit funny. Wasn't shit cute. Wasn't nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, 
but as I started to get older, you know, and started to mature throughout my uh, throughout throughout my life, I'm starting to um, really focus on things that I can truly control. It's always been a saying that I always, you know, said went to control, control what you can control type things. Don't get mad over shit you can't control. Yeah, that's a cool little saying, but when you actually start to implement those that that thought process into action into your real life, then you you truly start to see the benefit from it. And that's really what I've been on these last couple months. Um, just not letting my financial situation get the best of me. Yeah, I come over and say I got financial issues, but like I live in AZ now, bro. Rent is as high as a motherfucker. $1,800 for a one bedroom is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. I don't give a fuck how much money you think you got in this motherfucker. That's a lot of motherfucking money. Um, so, yeah, when I say financial uh, stability has been an issue, I'm have enough money to take care of my responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Take care of my responsibilities. Make sure everything is, is taken care of, and make sure I'm not, you know, what I'm saying, really fucked up out here. So yeah, I may not have the money to really do all the cool shit I really want to do in my, you know, my in my personal life. Like go, I want to go skydiving. <laughs> I've been hooked on going skydiving for the last couple months, so I really want to do that shit. So until I'm able to actually do that shit, I'm gonna say I'm struggling financially. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, when I say I'm struggling, I ain't on this motherfucker begging for a change or nothing like that. But I am into a certain point to where the next move, the next move in my life has to be a move where I can make a lot of the next, the lot of financial decisions in my life without fucking thinking twice. That's the next, that's the goal in life, and that's the next, that's the goal for the next stage of my uh, of my career, basically. Um, but I'm in the eight physically. I'm good. I've been in the gym, dinner every motherfucking day. I did take today off just because I wasn't feeling too much of me good. My back is all over the motherfucking place. Um, but physically, I'm feeling good. You know, so I've been posting on my social media. Let everybody know I'm a 300 pound demon. <laughs> I'm a 300 pound motherfucking demon. It's crazy to, to say I'm 300 pounds, man. I mean, I'm six four, 300 pounds. Um, I don't look 300 pounds. That's not just me saying that. <laughs> Nobody believes I'm 300 fucking pounds, but that's a scale saving. The scale says I'm 300 pounds. My weight goes from 291 to 305, you know what I'm saying, every other week type shit. Um, so that's where I'm at, a 300-pound demon. Been working out crazy, going to the gym at least five to six days a week at best. Um, may even pull a two-a-day every once in a while, man. I've really just been trying to lock into that gym shit, bro. It, it all goes back to when I got my heart broken. <laughs> It all goes back to when my old bitch left me. <laughs> I got to stop joking about that. People really think she left me. But it does go back to when I got my relationship. You know what I'm saying? I did the whole movie shit. Either you're going to fall off or you're going to get right. I decided to get right. I'm going to make a motherfucker mad that he left me. <laughs> I ain't going to blow the fuck up when a motherfucker uh, said they done with me. man. I'm going to make their ass want to come back. So that's, that's truly where it all started. You know what I'm saying? I needed some shit to do. You know, so when we not being in school and shit now, ever since uh, I graduated, I got a lot of free time on my hands. So I wanted to make sure I dedicate that time to to making sure that it benefited me. I may I may not see the uh, the ben, uh, the benefits uh, right away, but I want to make sure I did some shit that I truly knew was going to benefit me in the long run. So I really start going crazy in the gym, and I can honestly say, man, it's really paid off. It's got me thinking in the right in the right head space. It's got me being able to. Uh, move around how I want to move around. I think I look good as a motherfucker. So it, it, it's really helped me with my mental, you know, my mental stability and things of that nature right now, man. So I'm at an eight, one through 10, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, all that good shit, bro. I'm at, a, I'm at a strong eight. I'm feeling good, looking good, dropping these pods for you guys, man. 
and loving the growth and, and the interaction and engaging with the audience. Man, I'm loving it. Everything is good right now. Um, but I do think it's important that you guys know that because you know, I got I got um people that I that I know do podcasts and things of that nature. Um, and I'm not gonna call no names out because I'm never trying to compare myself to nobody or no shit like that. But I always see the clear lacking of a connection that people have with their with their audience. Um, and I understand how easy it is for a person to lose connection, lose uh, lose connection with their audience. Because a lot of times people are just so gung-ho on what they're doing, writing things of that nature. They don't ask for two cents of their audience. They just hurry up and do the shit that they know is going to get the views and the likes and things of that nature. But uh, I think it's important that along this journey, you know what I'm saying, that yeah, you're putting out dope shit for the people, but I think it's important for for the people to actually see the progression of, of of not only the show, but you as a human being. And I think that a lot of people who's been tapped in since day one of this podcast, I think it's, it's, it's evident. <laughs> it ain't hard to see the growth in me as a person more so than you can see the growth of this fucking show. Like, yeah, I see the growth in, from the show, from how it first sounded, how it sound now, how it looked when I first started, how it looked now that I'm consistently fucking uploading visuals to the podcast. You got to think, bro, we went down to 50 episodes without having a visual. We wasn't putting this shit up on YouTube at all. We probably had a few spot episodes that was visual, but for the most part, it was just the audio audio only podcast for the first 50 episodes. And we not ever had 100 yet. So to say that we've been cranking out audio visuals every week to these episodes, these hour plus long episodes, that says a lot. That speaks to the growth of this podcast and the growth of me as a content creator. But I wanted to make sure it's also evident the growth of me as a human being and the growth of me as a man, a black man in America. The confidence that I've that I've shown on this podcast is has been fucking it's been blowing my mind in every week when I listen to it back in editing because I know how uncomfortable that I was when I first pressed record. Yeah, like I was from the outside looking in, I was I looked way more comfortable than people would have expected me to, but I know what it felt like going through take seven <laughs> trying to record that very first episode. I know what it was like. Deleting and, and deleting and re-recording, deleting and re I know what that shit felt like when I was first trying to get this shit popping. So now that I'm able to come in here and just press record and feel comfortable and be one take Jake in this motherfucker, I feel like that's important. And I feel like the people that's been supporting this podcast since day one, they have to be able to see that shit. They have to be able to see the growth and me and the show to truly feel like they getting their times, that they're not wasting their time. And they get their money's worth. The dono still comes in. Everybody at Cash App at OG has nineteen ninety five on Cash App. Ding. <laughs> that's why I need. That's why I need the fucking the, the effects. I need the. I need the ding. <laughs> the Cash App is still open. You know, so the donos for this podcast are still open. Shout out to everybody that still dropped the donations and things of that nature. I know I fell off for shouting you guys out, but I truly appreciate all love support still. But I think it's important that you guys also see the growth of Hatch, you know what I'm saying, throughout this process. Man, I want, I'm not a person who's big on social media and things of that nature. Um, so a lot of times, you're not going to hear shit from me unless I drop an episode. Or until I drop an episode, you won't really know what the fuck I got going on. So I want to make sure that I use my platform as motherfuckers use their Instagram. I want to take y'all into my motherfucking me life and shit like that. You get a glimpse of the man behind the mic. And see if you truly fuck with me or not. That's truly that's what I do. And I listen to other people's podcasts. I need to see if I can fuck with them as a person 
before I can really jive into their takes and shit like that, man. So that's the approach I take with my podcast, and I, I truly motherfucking do. Um, but enough of that. <laughs> enough of that, because I don't want to bore y'all too much with that, man. It's just a very short episode. I wanted to get into something that I've that I seen um, before I press record, and it's kind of crazy. It's about DJ Academics, man. And uh, as you can see, there's no ticker, there's no fancy ticker, nothing like that, no topics, nothing going like at the bottom of the screen for the folks that's watching on YouTube. We don't have a docket, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, not feeling too motherfucking good. We're trying to get in and get out on this pod, on this episode. Um, but I wanted to make sure I gave my 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 two cents about this DJ Academic shit. You know, it's a clip going around DJ Academics, an old audio. What? Let me say allegedly old audio because I don't know when it was recorded. But it's about academics pretty much talking about ain't no difference between a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old. Basically saying he'll fuck with a, a 17-year-old if she got a college ID or something like that. A lot of fucking ignorance. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you know what I'm saying? That's that's some wild shit to say. Anybody talking about having sex with underage, uh, underage women is out of fucking pocket. Them niggas need to be dealt with. We all know the lip service that's needed for that type of shit. The real reason why I bring it up on this podcast is because, you know, a few years ago, we had the whole, what, cancel culture thing. When cancel culture was, was strong and live in effect, that motherfucker was, was going crazy. It's not, it's not as, as big as it was a few years ago. Now, I feel like cancel culture really came and went. I feel like you can, motherfuckers still get mad about shit, but ain't nobody truly getting you on the, out the paint right now. I think I just seen some shit about, what's the nigga name, Saucy Santana? I don't really know who this nigga is, but Saucy Santana, I guess he had some old tweets talking about Beyonce and Blue Ivy's hair or some shit like that. Remember when that was a, when that was a thing? Remember when that was a thing when he was talking about Blue Ivy's hair and shit like that? But I believe he had some old tweets where he was talking about Blue Ivy's hair and people were trying to go crazy on him, get him to apologize and things of that nature. And he said, nah, suck my dick. <laughs> he said, nah, suck my dick. Like he he made it known to where he's not apologized. He'll apologize to Beyonce and Blue Ivy directly, but he won't apologize on social media to appease a bunch of fucking nobodies. And I feel him. You know what I'm saying? That's some shit that that's not some shit I would do. More than likely, I would just apologize just to apologize. It never hurts to apologize, especially if you know you did some some wild ass shit, no matter how old it was. But I feel where he was coming from with that. But it also made me think that cancel culture just really ain't got the ain't got the juice it had a few years ago. So when I tie it into this whole DJ Academic shit, it's because DJ Academics has always said some wild shit. Now I'm not trying to mention DJ Academics is known for saying these wild ass takes to get some to generate some pub. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you've been somebody who's ever tapped into that type of that and, and that side of the media. And I said that side of meter because that's a different type of that. That I always said DJ Academics was strictly for immature niggas that ain't really getting that much pussy. I'm be honest with you. When I was when I was when I was uh, in my prime academic listening years, I wasn't really doing shit for real. Like I wasn't really, you know, what I'm saying I was a, 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 a fucking a 15, 16 year old kid. Not really doing shit, playing sports, you know what I'm saying, on some normal everyday shit like that. That's his demographic. His demographic is, is little niggas, basically. Ain't nobody in that demographic really grown as fuck. His demographic, on the most part, is like 16, 17, 15-year-old kids, little boys to be exact. 
So knowing that, you've always known that he was on. He said some wild ass shit. You told him to some about somebody who will be on live stream on Twitch drinking Hennessy, getting drunk as fuck every night for six hours at, at a time talking. So you know throughout that six hours at a time of a drunk nigga talking, he gonna say some wild ass shit. Not excusing the wild shit he said because once again, anybody talking about sleeping with underage women is fucking wild and need to be dealt with. But I don't know how much this clip will have an effect on DJ Academics' career. Because once again, he said some wild shit before. I remember he had a tweet talk about Bad Bobby when he was like when she was like 15 years old. Someone she had some, she had like mad teas or some shit. He was someone she had some big teas for a 15-year-old. He said some shit like this before, some wild ass shit before. But I don't know how much people were looking. I think now, since cancel culture has become such a thing, I think now you may get people trying to get um. What's the word I'm looking for? Not clarification, but um, you just try to you'll get people to, to look into the details. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. You look okay. He said he'll fuck a a 70 year old girl with a college ID, but well, how old was he when he said some shit? You know, people look try to get creative to shit. People try to break it down a little bit more because as everybody know cancel culture was such a fucking cut and dry type of thing. Now motherfuckers is at least trying to do their due diligence and try to see well, how old was he when this clip came out? How old is the clip and shit like that? Is he still on that type of time? Not saying that's what the fuck I'm gonna do, but that's the that's the that's the vibe I'm getting from the the immediate reaction to people seeing this motherfucking clip. Excuse me. And you got people on his ass still, but you got people also talking about this old ass fucking clip. But that's why I say cancel culture just truly isn't what it is anymore because any clip of any nigga talking about sleeping with any underage girl should be automatic. Get the fuck up out of here, nigga. But now, because cancel culture did what the fuck it did so fucking blindly, just get niggas out the paint, and a lot of people are, are, are um still have, you know what I'm saying, they still feel a way about that shit, they hesitant to now just automatically cancel niggas. And maybe I'm going on, maybe I'm going around about it too fucking long winded, you know, using too many words and shit like that. But that's truly what the fuck I'm saying. Niggas felt so so uh so against a cancel culture that now it's gonna take a lot more than some old ass tweets to get a nigga canceled. It's gonna have to be some real right now in your face, right MTV raps type shit. <laughs> it's gonna have to be some right now active shit, some active fuckery. To get a nigga out the paint. I don't truly, I don't think you can do that shit no more. No matter how fucked up it is. Because it's like I said, it's not like academics has an image of a nigga of a clean cut nigga. His image is of a nigga who says some wild, risque shit. Because that's what the fuck he did for so many years. He's still doing now. So I think it's 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 a weird, it's it's a weird time that we in, but it is also something we need to keep our eyes on because. Like it or not, Academics is a quote-unquote big fish now. He has his own lane of media. He has his own demographic. He has he has his own. He don't need shit. He bringing in more uh, monthly uh, downloads and streams and bringing in more media traffic than a lot of these big-time media platforms. More than Spotify, more than, you know what I'm saying, uh, DatPiff, more than Apple Pie. He's bringing in a lot of fucking uh, a lot of fucking action, a lot of fucking uh, 
a lot of subscription, a lot of downloads and streams on a week to week basis. That's and that's a fact. That's a fucking fact. That everyday struggle shit, academics was bringing in way more, uh, way more uh, foot soldiers traffic than the everyday struggle was. That's why he didn't have a problem leaving that motherfucker. So I think it's it's important that we keep an eye on this because he is a big fish now. And however they, however the the, the the shit falls down upon him, it can fall down the motherfuckers now at his level ten times harder. So it is something we got to pay attention to. It is some wild shit to say. It truly is some wild motherfucking shit at this point. Um, moving on, man. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get a, a a finals a finals breakdown before we get the fuck up out of here, man. I'm fucking back and share it. Um, once again, shout out to everybody that's tapped in joining the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all love and support. Uh, I do understand this episode was not live stream. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Talk talk your shit in the comments. I know. <laughs> I just like I said, we're gonna get in and out, man. I, I didn't want to be on no live stream, just you know what I'm saying, for, for 30 fucking minutes, however long this episode is, man. It's gonna be short as fuck. So I just didn't want to go live today. Um, I do want to do a finals breakdown before we get up out of here, man. You know, uh, I'm recording this the day before what game six. Yeah, game six back in Boston. As of right now, the Gold State Warriors are up three games to two. Um, they won game five. Steph Curry went 0 from nine from three. Um Besides going 0 from 9 from 3, the nigga had a pretty decent game. You know what I'm saying? He was passing the ball, only had like one or two turnovers, went 7 for 14, I believe, 7 for 14 or 7 for 15 from two-point range. He had a good game, just wasn't making the 3. Um, Andrew Wiggins had a nice game. Um, Clay Thompson had a nice game. Draymond Green had a somewhat bounce-back game. Somewhat. <laughs> Never looked for him to have points, but his, his attitude, his, his overall impact on the game was somewhat Draymond Greenish. Um Boston, you know, man, with Boston, it's just, I told people, I said, when you play physical with Boston, they can't be consistently good. They can play physical and rough niggas the fuck up and beat their ass, but the moment you you fight back a little bit, they get a little bit, they they, they show their youth a lot. And they, I hate using that excuse for them because they've been on, on a big stage for four out of the last five years in the Eastern Conference. And, um, in regards to Eastern Conference Finals and shit like that. But it's something about Jason Tatum, bro. I, lo- I like Jason Tatum. St. Louis is finest. He, he repping the loop proudly. But it, it's, it's something that's missing, fam. I don't know what it is that's missing from Jason Tatum, but it's missing. He, he, he go to the lane so fucking soft. He just be – he misses so many layups looking for foul calls. And I'm that's what I'm blaming. I'm hoping he's looking for foul calls. Because I don't understand it at this point. That nigga just be going to the lane and just be throwing shit up looking like Russell Westbrook out there all of a sudden. When he truly should, he like dinner, the biggest nigga going to the hoop every time he draw out of basketball. Ain't no bigs on the fucking Ghost State Warriors besides Kevon Looney. He not athletic. So when Jason Tatum get airborne, he should be he should be extremely confident. But it's like when he go off for a lip or some shit, he just, he look like a fucking amateur. And you got Jalen Brown. Like I said, he, he may not be efficient, but he keep going. It's something about him turning the ball over, bro. Him and Justin Tatum got extreme, extremely too many turnovers, bro. They turn the ball over like Russell Westbrook in his prime. <laughs> they, they both like Russ out there from time to time, bro. And that baby because Boston don't have a true point guard. Um, Marcus Smart is a point guard, but he's not a distributor. So it's like a lot of times he – 
they don't have anybody to really get them into their sets and things like that. So a lot of the owners do fall on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So it does cough them to fuck up a lot more. But it's just something about Boston. I I, I just I like I had Golden State in seven games, so I'm not shocked how the series is going. I can I, I can um I can honestly see Boston winning game six and forcing the game seven. But I can I can't see it being over in six games just because when you hold Steph Curry to 0 from 9 from 3, on paper you think you're gonna win that game. On paper, you think you're gonna win that fucking game. And to think that Boston really isn't that that good of a team at home in the playoffs this year. You can see them losing this motherfucking game. Now, the one thing they do got going for themselves is that before they lost game uh, five, they hadn't lost back-to-back games in Hellas. They've already lost back-to-back games, but the record for losing, for, but the record for them losing um, three games in a row goes back to like late December or some shit like that. So one can look at that and say, ain't no way they're going to lose three games in a row to end the season. But a nigga like me will also think it's perfectly suiting <laughs> for them to lose three games in a row and to lose the motherfucking me season, to, to end the season, I should say. Uh, but Steph Curry looking like Steph Curry, man. He averaging over 30-some points a game, 32 points a game, I believe. Um, Andrew Wiggins has been the second-best Golden State Warrior. I've been telling motherfuckers all playoffs, that, uh, all playoffs long that you can't replace Andrew, what Andrew Wiggins does for his team. Yeah, Jordan Poole. Hit the three and shit every once in a while, but he not guard no fucking body. Well, you can ask somebody to go guard the other team's best player and still give me 15 to 18 points per game, 20 on a real good night. You got to pay that man. He's irresponsible. He's irreplaceable for that motherfucking team. Uh, it does also prove that Gold State Warriors has won a ring with and made multiple finals uh, appearances with Harrison Barnes. They won two rings and made multiple uh, finals appearances with Kevin Durant. And let they finna win a ring with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, my point in saying that is that they didn't need Kevin Durant, my nigga. <laughs> they did not need Kevin Durant. What they needed was a small forward over 6'7". <laughs> That's what Golden State truly motherfucking needed, bro. And it's proven it. And they proven it right now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who wins this finals. Um, if Golden State were to choke this lead, being up 3-2 in the finals, that would be a whole other conversation. To be had, Draymond Green be getting a lot of blame. Steve Kerr be getting a lot of blame. Clay Thompson will probably be even giving some blame as well. So they gotta they gotta close this series out. They can't really blow another fucking uh, finals lead like they did to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers when they blew a three games to one lead. Three games to two, it ain't that bad, but it's still a lead in the finals where you should be closing niggas out. You can't lose two games in a motherfucking row. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with Golden State to go ahead and clean these boys the fuck out. Hopefully, we do get a game seven. As much as I don't like Boston, and I really don't like Golden State, to be honest with you, I just want to see good games. As much as I've been locked into these games, bro, I don't know if it's just because I've started to get that old head mindset, but this style of basketball just isn't entertaining to me. I don't I don't really get, you know, so enamored and, and find joy in just watching niggas shoot a bunch of threes all fucking game. I just don't. That's just me, honestly. Me, me, honestly speaking. Yeah, I love Steph Curry hit that fucking shot, but I don't like everybody playing like Steph Curry. I don't like everybody just shooting hella fucking threes. I don't like that shit. I don't like niggas not being two way players. I don't like that shit. I just don't. But that's where we at in today's NBA, man. So I, I gotta get with it. I gotta just find some type of uh, 
entertainment in, in somehow, some way. I, I just find entertainment and crowd watching and, and, and seeing niggas get shook the fuck up when they do get shook the fuck up. But for the most part, this 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 playoff run really hasn't been that big of a fucking thing for me. It probably would have been a lot better if I would have seen John Morant, you know what I'm saying, make it further into the playoffs and, and watch his story truly develop. But as of right now, I'm just watching it just because that's the only thing on TV, to be honest with you. Uh, but I will go with Golden State to go ahead and close these boys out. Uh, so Boston won't get the 18 championship unless you can go ahead and get number 18 next season. You know we going to get it. <laughs> you know we motherfucking going to get it, man. Um, but that's it, bro. <laughs> we got to get out of here, man. My whole fucking body hurt talking to y'all right now, man. Uh, the shit I do for the folks, right? <laughs> the shit I do for the motherfucking folks. Um, but that's all we got on today's docket, bro. Like I told you, a very short episode. Uh, I want to make sure I got in here and, and got something on wax for you guys. Not feeling the best. Uh, we all on the grind. They want to hunt. This shit won't stop for a motherfucking soul. Uh, make sure you guys ring that bell. Drop a comment. Drop a like on OG Hash TV YouTube channel. Um, leave a comment, guys. Um, also, um, if you're watching this, if you, I'm sorry, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Please leave a review, rate, uh, rate the show five stars, three stars, four stars. Have, it, have you truly feel we giving up on this side of motherfucking town, man? Go ahead and leave a review for you, boy, man, so we can get this podcast in the right uh, genre it should be in. So we can get, it can be easily accessible to more people and shit like that. Uh, shout out to everybody has been tapped in, though, from day motherfucking one, man. I truly appreciate all love and support. And you know how we give up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And I'll try it this week, man. We out this motherfucker. Peace. <laughs> oh, man. That nigga Steph Curry going crazy right now. <laughs> hey, man. If a, hey, if, a nigga, if a nigga can shoot the ball like that, he may be top 10 all the time. <laughs> He may be top 10 all the time. Man. I've been hesitant to say he's in the top 10. One oldest guy come out, man. Oscar Robson looking a little shaky in the light, bro. <laughs> he looking a little shaky in the motherfucking light, man. Is Oscar Robson better than Stephen Curry? Don't let Steph win finals MVP, Oscar. <laughs> Don't let him win MVP, Oscar. 